0: Seth Godin is uh, is one of my uh, one of my heroes. Uh, anybody who has been listening to the show for a while knows that I talk about him quite a bit. He is a, um, a noted public speaker, best selling author. He is the host of the Akimbo podcast, of which I'm a huge fan, and he's also a very famous uh, blogger. His blog has been going on for decades. And on April 9th, uh, he uh, he did a post uh, that blew my mind. Uh, it made me think a lot about what we do here in our industry, and I want to share with you that post, and I wanna do a little riff, as he would say, uh, on on what he was talking about and how it applies directly to what we do in the restaurant industry. I promise you, there's direct applications to what we do every single day. Uh, Don't go anywhere. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a weekly podcast all about helping chefs and operators build more profitable restaurants. Each week we toggle back and forth between monologue style format and an interview, but the goal is always the same, to take complicated concepts, both on the marketing side and on the operation side, make them both understandable and actionable. Why? Because like I always say, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now, I wanted to let you know that I am hosting a three-day marketing challenge on June 6th, June 7th, and June 8th, and I want you to join me. It is totally free, and we're going to have some great giveaways all throughout that week. Here is the deal. On this show, we talk a lot about strategies and mindset shifts, but... Sometimes you just need some quick wins. So each day of this challenge, I'm going to share a trick, a tactic, something that I'll want you to put into practice right away, something that if you put into practice right away will have an immediate impact on your restaurant. Again, three-day marketing challenge on June 6th, 7th, and 8th, and I want you to join me to join that challenge. Visit restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash challenge. As always, that link is in the show notes. Now, as promised, I want to talk about Seth Godin. I talk about Seth Godin quite a bit. I talk about his books. I talk about uh, the different presentations he gives. I talk about him a lot. He has had a huge impact on my life. He uh, very famously has a blog that he puts out every single day of the week. Every day, uh, without fail, like the mail. It just comes. So on uh, April 9th, Seth uh, wrote this. And I'm going to give him full credit. I want to read to you his blog post. It was titled Convenience and Boredom. It says, the last 50 years have seen a worldwide effort to maximize one and eliminate the other. Marketers and technologists work overtime to create convenience. We've gone from hunting and growing our food to pressing three buttons on a phone to get it. And the cost of that convenience is high. We give up privacy. We give up control and satisfaction to get it in every corner of our lives. At the same time, The market has figured out that we simply don't like to be bored. And so there's more stimulation, more options, and more noise than ever before. The problem is that boredom is a partner with satisfaction and joy. It's hard to overstimulate ourselves into those feelings. Now, if you don't follow Seth's blog, I would urge you to do so. Uh, You can just Google Seth and you will find a link to his blog. You can sign up and it will come to your inbox every single day He routinely blows my mind and gets me to think about things that I otherwise wouldn't have thought about. And so I I urge you to do the same. I I try to do that with you guys, with with the things that we talk about here on this show and and how they relate to uh, our industry, to restaurants. This really got me thinking in a a whole new way, right? This idea of convenience and boredom. Everything in our market is meant to solve one or the other, right? And especially over the last two years, our, our lives, you know, we're stuck at home we're being entertained more, right? Netflix, Hulu, HBO, Showtime, Amazon Prime, all of these, all of these uh, streaming platforms exist to keep us entertained, right? Movies, every, everything exists to keep us from getting too bored. And certainly even in the restaurants, right? There are restaurants that exist to keep us from our own boredom. Likewise, on the other side, again, especially over the last two years, there's been this this strong shift towards convenience. Obviously, third-party delivery, takeout, um, uh, takeout and delivery, um, has exploded over the last two and a half years over the course of the pandemic. Convenience was was always important, right? We want things when we want them as quickly as we can get them, but now it's it's more than ever. And so, as 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 Seth, so. Astutely observed, it seems like everything in our market, right? Everything in the world is meant to solve one or the other, convenience or boredom, convenience or boredom. So how does, that, how does that interact with the restaurants, right? With what we do in the restaurant industry. I think if you sat back and really thought about what you do in your restaurant, what you provide people with, I think you'd find that you're trying to solve one of those two problems. And I don't know, I don't know how, how else to solve it. I don't know how else to, to talk about it, except that I think it's worth just talking about and, and riffing about, right? Understanding our consumer is at the heart of what we do and what we need to be doing in the restaurant industry, right? So much over the last two years has been about changes in behavior right? People used to work in an office, now they work at home. We used to go to school, now our kids go to Zoom school, and and now they're back in person. And some offices are back in person, but some people, some students aren't back in school, right? I read, a, I was reading an article in the New York Times talked about how three million kids have dropped out of the, the school system simply because they've, they've literally dropped out or they've reverted to homeschool, either parents didn't want their kids wearing masks or parents didn't want their kids exposed to COVID or maybe a myriad reasons, but they've changed their behavior. The behavior of going to school has changed. 20 years ago, 30 years ago when I was in school, nobody thought about not sending their kids to school, certainly not to the tune of three million people. Our behaviors have changed. Likewise, and we've talked about this before, we'll continue to talk about it more, then we talk, look at um, the way that people work. We used to have nine-to-five jobs. People used to get up. People used to get up, get on a train or get in a car, go to work, work all day, and come home. And that has changed for a lot of people. Right? It's not a. It's not a. It's not a, a, a foregone conclusion that they have to be in the office. Now we've discovered culturally, as a, as a as a as a people, there are plenty of jobs where we don't need to be in an office to to accomplish it, to be productive, to get it done. Yes, there are jobs that that need to be done in person, but we're finding that there are plenty of jobs that don't need to be in person, and that is changing consumer behavior. I was talking to my aunt about this a couple of weeks ago, and she was saying, she's like, you know, think of all the people, again, a, a significant amount of the population that has reclaimed two hours of their day. My wife is a perfect example of that. She used to go into the office, used to go into Manhattan every day. Now she just works from the dining room. She's reclaimed two hours a day. And for a lot of people, that means a great workout in the morning and a home-cooked meal at night, right? Or, or you, you fill in whatever that is. That changes when we're working nine to five, but we cut out that commute from eight to nine. and We cut out that commute from five to six. We have more time. We have more time to go shopping. We have more time to look for recipes. We have more time to, to prepare food at home. So here's the interesting piece, right? It's never been easier because now people have these these hours in their day reclaimed. We, again, we've said this before, and I'll say it again. Restaurants aren't just competing with the restaurants down the street; they're competing with the takeout and the delivery restaurants. They're they're competing with uh, at home meal kits. They're competing with uh, with grocery stores. They're competing with other food. Now, food is just in a category of food. Dinner competes against other dinner options, not the restaurant down the street competing with the restaurant across the street. Not only that, they're now competing with all kinds of things. And this has to do with changing consumer behavior. I wanna finish up this riff in just a second. Again, talking about convenience and boredom using Seth Godin's blog post as a a jumping off point for this. But I wanted to stop for a minute and uh, say another word from another one of our sponsors. Pop Menu has reimagined the restaurant. They're breaking the mold of the menu, taking the kitchen doors off the hinges, and serving up their most comprehensive technology solution yet. It's called Pop Menu Max. It comes with the previous ingredients you've heard me mention on the podcast, right? We've talked about it websites designed with SEO, uh, marketing tools to keep you top of mind with guests, and of course, the patented interactive menu technology. But this new recipe brings automated phone answering. Uh, third party online order aggregation, wait listing, and more. It brings it all to the table. Pop menu's phone answering technology has your ringing phones uh, covered. With artificial intelligence. The simple questions that keep your phone line tied up can now be handled by a computer without pulling a staff member from your in-person hospitality. So no more are you going to miss reservations. No more uh, you know people asking for your hours or missed revenue. Computer can handle all of that. And that's just the beginning. You have a passion for food. Pop menu has a passion for technology. Together, it's a recipe for restaurant success. Now, even more digital ingredients are in their technology pantry. And Pop menu is helping restaurants attract, engage, remarket, and transact with their guests on a whole new level. Trust me. If you're a restaurant owner, you need Pop Menu to take your business to the next level for a limited time only. Get $100 off your first month, plus you get to lock in one unchanging flat monthly rate. Go to popmenucom restaurant strategy to claim this offer. Again, that's $100 off your first month at slash restaurant strategy. As always, that link is in the show notes. Now, we're talking about Seth Godin. We're talking about his riff, his blog post on April 9th, all about convenience and boredom. We're then talking about uh, changing consumer behavior, about how the world is changing, right? The adoption of digital digital solutions, the adoption of technology, but also just, just simply where we go every day, how we cook for ourselves, how we get our food. Again, I was saying, that restaurants used to complete uh, used to compete against other restaurants, right? The restaurant down the street was competing against the restaurant across the street the restaurant at the corner was uh, competing with the restaurant on the other corner, but no more. The dinner, the dinner meal part is competing with other dinner options. So we can go to a restaurant, we can order in, we can get a, a at home meal kit. We can go to the grocery store or the market. We can just cook from scratch. There are lots of ways for us to get our food. Now, here's the convergence, and this is the the riff I wanted to put on this, right? This idea that so much in our world exists to solve one problem or the other, convenience and boredom. But what about the solutions out there that are trying to solve both at the same time? I can't help but think about solutions like HelloFresh. We are HelloFresh customers. We get three meals every single week and it's convenient because I don't have to go to the supermarket and shop for all these ingredients and try to find a recipe or try to put something together. I'm not a chef. So now they've made it very convenient for me, but they've also solved my boredom, right? Because I'm bored of the same thing over and over and over again. And what HelloFresh does is send me three brand new recipes every single week, week after week. They've solved my boredom by creating new dishes. And they've made that really convenient for me. Now, is it as convenient as simply going to a restaurant or simply ordering in, going to Uber Eats and placing an order of my favorite restaurant? No, it's not that convenient. But it's more convenient than trying to search for a recipe and having to go to the supermarket and shop for all the ingredients and lug them back home. They've made this very easy for me. They've cured my boredom in a very convenient way. As we move forward, and we're going to spend a lot of time talking about this over the second half of the year, but I want you to think about consumer behavior, and I want you to think about your consumer's behavior. I want you to think about the people you serve, the audience that looks to you to solve their problems, and I want you to think about what they want. Are they looking for convenience? Are they looking uh, looking to you to solve their boredom? Or are they looking for both? Are they willing to give up a little bit in terms of convenience and willing to give up a little when it comes to boredom to have the best of both worlds altogether? As we move forward, it's I, I can't imagine another way of thinking about this. Again, when I read this on April 9th, uh, Seth just got me thinking about this differently That I do. I think so many of our restaurants solve one or the other, but... My bigger takeaway is that I think we also have an opportunity to solve both at the same time. I do this all the time. I read a lot, listen to a lot of podcasts. I get these blog posts, these blogs delivered to my inbox. I urge you to seek out channels, to seek out authors, thought leaders, people who get you to think differently about what you do how you do it, and why you do it. Find people, again, find thought leaders that challenge you to think outside the box. Inertia is dangerous. The status quo these days is dangerous, at least if it's uncontested. You've got to be willing to rethink. Say, is the status quo really the best solution or is there something better, more interesting, different? At the end of the day, When you go through the thought experiment, maybe you find, nope, status quo is the best way, is the most efficient way. But I challenge you to find people who challenge your assumptions, who challenge the way you think about things. That's very much what I try to do here for you guys every single week. I try to find guests that get me, get us to think differently about our uh, industry. And I try to present uh, episodes, you know, these monologue episodes that get you to think differently about what we do. I know you guys work really hard. You deserve a restaurant, a business that works as hard as you do. A business that delivers the kind of returns that you deserve. And it shouldn't be as hard as we think it is. It's simple, it's simple arithmetic. You make something for $1 and sell it for $3. That's how we turn a profit, right? That's what I want for all of us. I want us to be as successful as we possibly can. We create value for the employees we, uh, we employ. We create value for the customers that we serve, for the landlord, for the purveyors, for the farmers, the distributors, all of that. I want you to get yours at the end as well. The key to all of this, I think, is in understanding our consumer. Where are they now? It's different than they were a year ago. It's different than they were three years ago. Where are they now? What are their behaviors? What do they need? And how are you uniquely qualified to provide them with what they need? That's how we solve every single problem. That's how we build a successful business. That's it for today. Again, if you don't follow Seth's blog, I would urge you to do it. All my love and and admiration to him. and um, and And I appreciate him letting me share his post and uh, and riffing on this. Uh, just a little bit. Uh, He's inspired me. I know he's inspired a lot of these listeners. Uh, For those who don't know him, I would urge you to go check out his books, check out the Akimbo podcast, go sign up for his blog. Um, He'll get you to think differently about the world every single day. I appreciate you being here again. All the links are in the show notes. I want to remind you once more, we're doing that three-day marketing challenge on June 6th, 7th, and 8th. I invite you to join me. There are going to be three quick tactics Three tricks, things you can do right away that will make an immediate impact on your business. Uh, marketing tips, marketing tactics that actually work. I promise it's going to be great. You're going to get to, um, you're going to get to to meet and get to get to know a lot of other operators from all over the country. It's going to be a, an extraordinary group. Come join me again. restaurantstrategypodcast.com dot slash challenge. That's the best way to sign up. As always, that link is in the show notes. I will see you next time.